When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, you looking for work? Well, if you want to work someplace fun that's also super rewarding, you got to check out our friends over at Ball. Very happy that the DNVR Rockies podcast sponsored by our friends at Ball. They're the absolute best. According to the Human Rights Campaign, they have a corporate equality index of 100%. That means they have a culture of belonging, meaning you can get hired and advanced regardless of who you are, where you come from, what your personal beliefs are, how you live your life. They have got diversity and inclusion at the top of their list, as well as sustainability, making aluminum cans and growlers and all of these things that are environmentally friendly, that get reused, recycled. It's as good a corporation as you could possibly work for out there. So if you're looking for work, text GOLDEN to 77222. You'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 to save 25% off your first purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we break down <laughs> as best we can to the best of our ability a two-game series sweep at the hands of the Houston Astros for your Colorado Rockies, where they, checks notes, scored one run uh, after scoring, I believe, 7,000 on the homestand leading up to it. And, uh, you know, uh, Patrick, that was... uh, (laughs) If ever there were an illustration for what this season has been and for who these guys are and the identity they have carved out for themselves... I think it's been these last now eight baseball games, basically, right? They are indeed Mr. Hyde on the road. Immediately, once the bus pulls away from Coors Field, they become something else. And as we've been calling it this entire season, the Silver Linings podcast, I'm pretty sure we can also call episodes like this Breaking Down a Breakdown. Because the offense was broken down broken on down. the side of the road. We're able to scratch out a run, struggled with runners in scoring position. Again, against a first place AL West team in the Astros, but nevertheless, <laughs> with how good the Rockies had been playing, 
five and one at home over the last week. We all thought there's going to be some spillover, even a half, even a quarter. And unfortunately, that that was not the case. It, the course field hangover does not abide in that fashion. It, it doesn't say, oh, you get a certain percentage, you lose this much. And no, it can just go from blistering hot CJ Chrome player of the week to easy W. Yeah, yeah, it really, uh, really, really lackluster. So like you said, there's some opportunities. They they did actually, you know, I still, by the way, I, I, I had to send uh, AJ a message to remind him. I don't think you and I ever like solidified a bet for the Rockies not getting no hit this year. AJ and I have some hassle cattle beef on the line. One of us is going to have to buy the other uh, a steak or, or some burger or something nice from Hassel Cattle Company. I, I obviously get it. If the Rockies don't get no hit, uh, he will get it if the Rockies do. And, you know, uh, this again, in these games where you feel like, OK, earlier in the season, they were getting totally dominated and you were truly worried about that. And that's why people like AJ were making these bets with me where this is better but only <laughs> only by so much right like only in, a, in a, the smallest tangible way because at the end of the day their 14th shutout of the year in game one of this set uh the stat was of course going around and uh shout out to evan uh and I, i'm not sure i ever even uh, officially congratulated him on the show either for his new gig over at purple row uh he's a big final fantasy guy too so Big shout outs to Evan, uh, who I think was quick on the stat of the Rockies having been shut out on the road and all of their shutouts. They have not been shut out at home. Right. So 14 times they've been shut out this year, all of them on the road. And of course, have 13 road wins. So they have been shut out on the road more than they've just managed to win the ball game. And uh, yeah, that's absolutely brutal. I would have also made the bet that they would not get no hit just for the odds of it happening. I think, and you, I, I felt were maybe even alluding to it, this idea that they have the type of lineup where it wouldn't surprise you because there's a lot of swing and miss in the lineup. And and again, right. look back at the lineup that, you know, Ubaldo Jimenez did it against. And you go, well, there's some good guys uh, on, on that club, right? Some maybe more in the later uh, edges of their career, some on the beginning edges, uh, but it was, a, it was a very good lineup. So I'm not going to say it could happen to anyone, but it more likely happens to a, a team that struggles offensively. And this Rockies lineup has enough holes in it that you go, yeah, it, it can happen on the, on the right day or the wrong day, depending on which <laughs> side of it you are. But again, with 81 games at Coors Field, that's almost no hitter proof. And it's really just about the 81 that's on the road. And they haven't looked good. There's the bottom line is calls. it's it's hard to throw a no hitter. I mean, we sat here in the beginning of the season in early May and talked about, oh, there's all this problem, and you know, what? Yeah. to a degree there was because the sticky substances yeah. have been taken out, and we have seen a lot less of it. But again, historically speaking, that was why I did not think we were more likely to go at the same rate and have 20 sure. no hitters, and it was more likely we were going to have none. Right. Uh, and I think we had one no hitter since then, but. It's the Rockies are going to be on no hitter watch going forward. And I'm, I'm standing by my bet. I feel very confident. I'm going to end up with that beef though. I will say a 10 day stint for Rymal Tapia obviously makes you a little less comfortable when, when they got to go and get Taylor Motter, who, you know, great 
story in some ways. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for these types of players. I always root super hard for these guys because they're the ones that have to really, you know, cut through it to basically he's been a rookie for five years, at, <laughs> essentially. You know, he's a 31-year-old. He's not a rookie, but he's not uh, – he's basically been a career minor leaguer in Cups Coffee here and there at a bunch of different teams and is still trying to prove now at 31 years old that maybe he's got a major league career ahead of him. But, you know, still you, you saw a guy who was – pretty overmatched in some spots. He, he had a tough time and getting some big opportunities early on. I mean, a great story could come through, but yeah, having, having no tap in there for a minute. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about it, but I, I feel like I'm going to collect that beef on that one. And on, on them not losing a hundred games. I feel good about those bets coming through. No, I, I definitely do like your odds on that. As far as them not getting no hit, it's, it's strange to say that they'd be on no hit watch because it's not the, the good type where you're like, oh, this yeah. will be fun. Maybe Marquez is going to throw a no hitter. That's fun, but not when it's could potentially be your team. There's no Tapia, as you said, no Brendan Rogers, which he was a guy yeah. that was really staying hot. And I, yeah. I do want to ask, how many times have you watched uh, Taylor Motter come to the plate or do something in the field? And go, Brendan. Ro- oh no, nope, nope, yeah. that's not Brendan Rogers. Yeah. That is a different person altogether. Yeah. It's a different thing. Same head, same but it's a different person. Have you made that mistake a few times? Because a I couple of times. Yeah. So I was at the well. Okay. Full disclosure: I was at Trivia Night at the DMVR Bar on Tuesdays, and everyone should come down to Trivia Night. It was so much fun. That it's a blast. We do sports, but there's also like pop culture and Colorado history that we've added in there. Like it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, we were we were having a time last night, and we were also those of you that follow Ryan Koningsberg, our guy RK, on Twitter saw the uh, enormous tower of beer that we were drinking from. It was so, holding up the roof. It was yeah, it was holding right. up the ceiling. I was kind of concerned if someone drank all of that, if the building would collapse. I'm right. guessing it didn't. We I didn't no, see yeah, it on the we, news. Were, we were fine. We split it between like seven people. It was it's like fifteen dollars for one of those. <laughs> It's enormous. For a pillar. Uh, for, for a, a column. Pillar. A column of, of brewski. That's right. Uh, so I was doing a lot of answering trivia questions, looking back up at the Rockies game. So I did actually legitimately a couple of times go, is that? No. And then I looked, no, did, did Brock grow his hair out? Or did he lighten it? Because it's a little bit lighter. And that was actually my, I was like, did he yeah. lighten his hair a little bit? And I, oh, no, no. Because I've never, I'm going to be, honest with everybody even having followed his box scores and and noting every time i go to see you know any is anyone doing well in triple a and you go man this taylor modder has been really crushing i don't i know what he looked like um again completely honest with you because he we pay a little more attention to the guys who have prospects as who are hitting well in triple a when they're 22 uh (laughs) you know so uh yeah all right I, i see you jacob since you're throwing out a couple of uh Super chats. Reminder to everybody. Move to the front of the line. You move to the, the front YouTube. of the line, especially when we're talking about a guy like Taylor Motter, former shortstop, Brandon Rogers, former shortstop. Right. Who are the top three shortstops currently in MLB right now? Trevor Story is not on your list. Would that be correct? That's what's tough, man. Coming into the year, he might have been number one, arguably. Yeah. on the list but right now at this moment he's he's not in the the top three if yeah if we're doing like a power ranking 
based on right now who you got. I feel like Marcus Simeon and Trey Turner are honestly, and that's what's kind of funniest because those weren't the, the names coming into the year. It was all about Baez and Story and Correa, these impending free agents. And, you know, Baez had a decent year. Correa's had a decent year. Story's having a down year. Lindor's obviously was having an awful year and has, has turned, turned it around a little bit. Tatis... Conrado, of course, of course, he's uh, unfortunately missed time with injury. So I, you know, I keep because he's missed so much time. But even I think by war, he's still got to be near the top of the league. Uh, so, yeah, but again, if you're like right this moment, because he hasn't been playing. I might go with Simeon Turner. Who else? Who am I, I feel like there's a big one. Uh, I feel like you might be missing your boy, Bo Bichette. Oh, how did he's on my a big one. I know you're a Tim Anderson also, fan. My guy. Yeah. How did I Tim do Anderson that? Fan. I I would still put Tatis Jr. I know he's hurt. I mean, he's got to be in the top three. I would yeah. also put in Trey Turner. Uh, Marcus Simeon, we'll see what happens this offseason. Uh, if he's, he's stuck at second base, right? Now, right? Yeah. He very well could, could go back over to shortstop. That's only because of Bichette. But the name that of a guy that has – just gotten almost slept on, I feel like, his entire career and is one of those names that he's still young enough that I don't really think you you need to start whispering for him to you know start getting Hall of Fame mentions because he's only, I think, 28 years old. Xander Bogarts. Now, he's quietly put together yeah. a fantastic career. Came up at yeah. age 20, was a rookie at age 21, Won a World Series with the Red Sox in 2018. He's been very consistent every single year. Has has a season of 30 homers and 100 RBI in the same year. He's he's in my top three right now just for consistency. And again, only 28 years old. Um, that's that's wild. But uh, the 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 crop of shortstops, superstar shortstops, isn't as deep as I feel like it may have been a couple years ago. I don't. I mean, Correa is still really great. He's on the young side. Story's just kind of having that down year. Corey Seager, he's also hurt, and Lindor's hurt. So, if it is very much about right now, which that's what we're doing, there's some guys that you know kind of go low on the pecking order a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and also, Jacob, because I saw you ask this earlier, and you did do double super chat again. We really appreciate it. That jumps you to the front of the line. Your other question about the dinger situation we actually covered a couple of episodes ago but since i know you got on the youtube you can just go two episodes ago we covered it right at the beginning so we don't want to necessarily rehash that for everyone but for anyone interested um we did talk about it so we appreciate you we appreciate you asking those questions um and yeah you you snuck uh tim anderson in there really quickly also uh i've become a much much bigger fan also of his uh again at the bar Last night, uh, I saw him beat out a basic bouncer to the third baseman on like a slight, like a little bit of trouble guy getting the ball out of the glove. And that's all it took. That's all it takes. All it took. And and he was like pulled in and everything. <laughs> I was like, I'm very then, excited to see him in, in Iowa. Well, not personally, yeah. but on television for the Field of, of Dreams game. That's going to be exciting. And coming out of the, the right-handed batter's box. If Tim Anderson hit left-handed, I don't know how you'd ever get him out of you. <laughs> just hit the ball into the ground. Would so. would very much, very much would be be unfair. And you know what? 
if the staying on topic, if we're talking about shortstops and we're talking about the Rockies this off season, you know, if Trevor story does sort of spurn their qualifying offer, you know, if, if he doesn't have a good final eight weeks here, that's really good. He could be coming back to Colorado. I say for better or worse, only because there are folks saying, Hey, let's get to that uh, compensation pick. Let's get to building up the farm system a little bit. And then maybe even just adding trade pieces. If you do believe uh, in in the current group of players with some of the other younger ones coming up in the next year or two. So it could go either way, but Hey, maybe Marcus Simeon is one of those guys that Colorado goes and there's a, there's a bag of money at him and you never know. There's a bunch of them. Someone's going to fall through the cracks. Not all of these guys, especially with an impending CBA negotiation that I think almost everyone believes is going to get really ugly. You know, I, I think somebody there is, is going to fall through the cracks or maybe sign early out of uh, kind of a security, you know, maybe for a little bit less, but, but sign early on before everything becomes a mess, not knowing what the next CBA is going to be. So yeah. We've seen, we've seen a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. for those, the free agent class this year, Correa, Javi Baez, who we didn't mention story. I think Didi Gregorius goes back on the market. Marcus mm-hmm. Simeon, you could throw back in uh, as a shortstop. And Corey Seager, who now seems to be blocked by Trey Turner. Yeah. Unless they decide, hey, we'll have Justin Turner and Corey Seager playing third base. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but we'll see. Um, yeah. They have too many good players, those rat bastards. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we do, I guess, uh, we, we toast our Breck brews on this day. I'm, I'm still on Strava Craft Coffee Hour, but we got Breck brews, we got Breck Celsius, and we toast them on this day to, I guess, Connor Joe and CJ Crone for coming up with a run, for getting them a run in this series. You got to be excited about that. Otherwise, you just got to enjoy your 15 can samplers of seltzers and Breck brews. You can get some down at your local King Supers at a liquor store. You got a much bigger one. Uh, not the big, the big tall thing is different, but you get a 22 ounce for no extra charge just for being a member of the DNVR.com. This is one of many, many perks you get for becoming a member today. Sign up for that annual subscription, get access to written content, you get a free shirt, you get discounts emailed to you regularly. Just, hey, you want to, you see the new hats we just dropped? It's got this logo that both Patrick and I, we hadn't had this one on a hat before. That has jumped to the top of my priority list. That was the one for those of you that remember back when we were talking about it, where my fiance goes, all right, you need that hat. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, it, what, if, what, you, if you show up to the bar with a friend and you're not a member and you're like, honestly, I just want to get, I just want to DNVR up my brewski to go from 16 to 22 ounces. You could just have a membership for that. Like that's okay too, and get discounts on all the gear, and it's going to pay for itself. So you know, I, I, we were not going to be offended if you're not reading our content and joining all that. If you're just like, look, it's just like having a Costco membership. It's not like I just love Kirkland hot dogs and buy all <laughs> Kirkland brand stuff. I'd be a fool to just pass up this opportunity. If, if you want to think of us as Costco for your sports entertainment, well, I think that's a compliment. Yeah, fine with it. <clears throat> 100% minus. So do do subscribe today at the DNVR.com. We'll hook you up with all kinds of fantastic deals, including some of our sponsors like Manscaped. You know about Manscaped. I'm sure you've heard about Manscaped. And fellas, it's necessary at this point. It's no longer one of those things. It's not like one of those in vogue, chic, 
trends that's going on. Basically, it's it's a requirement these days. You got to get Manscaped, especially in the summertime. You're going to feel better. You're going to smell better. Whoever's taking care of you is going to feel better and smell better. <laughs> and, and it's just going to be better for everybody involved. Uh, got to get that lawnmower 4.0, get the trimmer, and get some uh, spritzer. Really comfortable pair of boxers. Check them out. You'll get free shipping plus 20% off if you use promo code DNVR at manscaped.com. Again, it's 20% off plus free shipping with code DNVR at manscaped.com. Oh, wow. Look at, all right, Jacob coming in hard and fast. We're not going to say no to you, you throwing the super chats at us. We will answer those questions. Feel bad about taking over the show? No, especially, look, man, they scored one run the last couple of days. We can break down those baseball games for you all you want, but if you guys are interested in other stuff, uh, <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah, we'll, so get the, ask, we'll get to John Gray. We'll get to Antonio Sensatella. We'll get to yeah. our king of the game. Yeah. We've got a lot of good stuff, but I, I do like this question. This is interesting, and uh, I think my opinion has changed over time. What do you think about this? Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, known – Steroid users, they went to court. It's It was proven that they used these performance-enhancing drugs and did everything they could to try to hide it naturally, I guess. But should those guys be in the Hall of Fame? Drew, what do you think? No. And it's hard because I completely understand anybody whose answer to this question is, Yes, it's a museum of baseball history glossing over the negative parts that some people, especially, you know, there is an error, an element of hypocrisy to it when there were writers who didn't do anything about it at the time, the commissioner who didn't do anything about it at the time, who's in the Hall of Fame. And so... I am I 100% accept the validity of every single one of those arguments about why someone would vote for or have no problem with Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame. For me personally, it's almost painfully too simple on the other side. And it's they cheated. They know they cheated. Uh, neither has ever been remorseful about it. It did tarnish the game. And, you know, this is one of those things, and this has come up recently and, and kind of resurfaced for whatever reason with the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal, where people like to point out that other people did it too, and that's irrelevant. That is a logical fallacy in and of itself. It's both a non-sequitur and a straw man. You can't cross-apply that logic to having done wrong anywhere else in life. We've arrested somebody for having knocked over a liquor stand. You can't stand in court and say, well, other people have knocked over liquor stores and, and gotten away with it. I'm like, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that the person that we have in cuffs, we have proof did the thing, doesn't get in trouble. And so that's basically what it is. Like they know what they did. Um, in my view, the, the victims of it were always the people who didn't use during that time. And we, a lot of people whose names we don't know, whose careers were ruined because they chose to do the right thing. And I always thought that was the part of it that got left out. When people want to say, well, it's no big deal because it was the era and everyone did it. So let them in because it was just a sign of the times. It's like that, I feel like, takes away agency from the people who really did get screwed out of 
better or longer careers because they didn't participate in the cheating that was going on. And so, you know, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Ryan Braun, these people aren't giving back any wins. They're not giving back any awards. They're not giving back any money. So I, I think if we withhold one award, achievement, honor from them, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the withholding of the prestige of the Hall of Fame, holding that off for a decade or so. So I'm actually in favor of those guys getting in the Hall of Fame, but not on a ballot. Uh, I think I would actually, I would vote for those guys. Uh, I think they paid some of, of their due. Uh, maybe, maybe not all of it, maybe not necessarily everything that, that would be just, I think it's well known and well documented their story and their, uh, the trials and tribulations that they put other people through. Cause not, it wasn't even just them, uh, doing, doing, um, steroids and, and whatnot it, baseball looked the other way and those guys i'm not even going to say took advantage of it they did but a lot of other people did as well and that that really falls on on mlb drew you did make a great argument the fact that the the commissioner is in from that time seems like oh okay that's kind of water under the bridge so if it's water under the bridge for the guy that could have made the biggest difference of them all then i think those that uh they're actually floating on the water i think you know <laughs> sure. they and I think those two guys might even be more exceptions than anything because we know they had a really good career before we definitively know they started using performance-enhancing drugs. Maybe they were taking it before then. That's fine. But well, uh, and we also know that guys like Mickey Mantle in his era they they took amphetamines. That was that was legal at the time, and nobody talks about that. And and rightfully so. Like I, I'm okay with that. I don't think that I don't know where that fits in the game and and kind of rehashing. That piece, in, in a sense, I think, you know, steroids is still something that permeates our society. And Jacob even mentioned stuff about kids doing it today. So I think there's still uh, a lot of work that has to get done. And I think that's mm-hmm. why it's a lot more important. But I think eventually we could get to a spot in which steroids becomes this other thing, like amphetamines and the greenies. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, oh, man, that was a whole other era and a whole other world. Right. Let's those guys have paid their dues enough. Let's let's put them in the proper hall because they're already plastered all around the museum. Yeah, and and you just reminded me and and wildly innocent jumping in on that part of it too with the field of dreams coming back up and and that's I I also feel like you got to let Shoeless Joe Jackson in the Hall of Fame before you let you know with the thing again he threw seven games or uh, it was nine game world series back then. Right. So they, they threw a nine game world series and how much role did he actually have in all of that whatsoever versus these other guys who went about breaking the rules systematically for years on end and like totally messed up the record books and, and all this stuff. So, yeah. And then, and, and Jacob, and I hate to say it. And that's the funny thing is like, for me, if it's, if you're going to go that way, if you're going to go full baseball museum, history museum, everybody in, yeah, Pete Rose also, yeah, with Jacob and Samuel here in the comments. And I'm not a Pete Rose guy. I'm really, really not. But if you're going full throttle and and letting, I think if Clemens and Bonds get in, Shoeless Joe Jackson and Pete Rose have to go in first, if that even makes any sense. Like, I don't, I, again, we're getting, I'm yeah, splitting I, hairs here about what sure. matters. What I, I disagree wholeheartedly only because, again, you look at 
1919 Black Sox, how that changed the game and how still to this day in 2021, uh, the first day of spring training, guys are ultimately read the riot act saying, look, you cannot gamble. You cannot do all this. Now MLB as an entity can, and we're going to establish all these different places in the ballpark where you can go. Oh, next. sure. Yeah. It's a topic the for another day. Sponsorship deals. But, <laughs> but it's been a hundred years since that, that thing has gone down and the game has been impacted because of it. And that's very well known. I mean, we're going to have steroid testing forever. The game has been impacted because of it and no one's ever going to hit 70 home runs ever again. No, no, I, I, I agree. Well, I, right. I'm talking about so, the response uh, from MLB or rather the American League and the National League at that time to gambling was something that would have totally destroyed the game to the point of which no one would even care about it anymore. It's, it's something that's happened to various uh, professional leagues in, in Asia. I believe that, like the Chinese soccer league is something that I don't even think you can gamble on because the match, matches are just fixed so much. Um, and that's an extreme example, but that was what baseball didn't want to happen was there would be zero credibility. And while that did ultimately end up happening in the nineties and the two thousands, where that say. credibility was lost, it didn't wipe the game away. And now they've, they've created rules because of it. So there would be that equal importance, but no one sits down with uh, a representative from MLB saying, if you gamble, you will be banned for life. Like these guys were banned for life. Roger Clemens and, I mean, Barry Bonds was a hitting coach for the Marlins for a season. So these guys weren't banned, whereas Pete Rose and Shoeless Joe were banned. And and even look at the Houston Astros guys and some of the Boston Red Sox. As awful as what they did, they were welcomed back into the fold, maybe partially because yeah, other that, people again, did it, that whether that's right or wrong. That does let you understand that does let you understand the um the magnitude to which those two things are. The uh, that really just tells you the different people. That to me, that just gives way too much power into the hands of whoever is commissioner at the time. The fact that Bud Selig absolutely failed to handle the the steroid scandal in any meaningful way doesn't make that less of a of a scandal to me. Uh, or, or you could even argue that it's changed the game. I, I agree with you. Right, it has changed the game. They have created I, rules because of it but if we're talking yeah. about the astros and we've we've talked about this before too on previous podcasts like there's it's it's almost not even close it's like saying lebron james and giannis like one is an inner ring hall of famer in the nba and another one is a fantastic ball player that might even go into the basketball hall of fame that being said they're still a mile they're a mile apart as far as talents go and there's a mile difference between the 1919 Black Sox and the 2017 Houston Astros. And history is continuing to I disagree to a thousand percent. <laughs> I AJ Hinch is managing. Alex Cora is managing. Again, All I these understand. players are the, still playing. I, she I totally was Joe. It's been a hundred years. I just don't care about for any a of that. Long time he's still banned. I know. That tells you all you need to know. It doesn't. It does. It might tell you all you need to know, but I care about a lot of other things and couldn't care less. That just tells me how the commissioner responded. That's all it tells me. And I don't care. But all the commissioners after the, the 1919 Black Sox haven't overturned it at all. They still Again, feel the same way. The way other people responded to the situation has it's no. It's an industry. It's not just one. a person. It is an industry. Okay. Still, again, I I don't. That that doesn't have any bearing to me on august the 11th 2021 drew go back and go listen to this we'll both we can both listen to this in 20 years and we'll see 
how many people are really up in arms over the <laughs> Astros, right? Because won't time tell us? Won't time tell us? That's not my barometer. You're 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 insisting that I use your barometer for what makes a scandal bad, uh, and and I don't. I have a completely different barometer. I don't care if we know, we know about that. Okay, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm allowed to not care that the commissioner completely failed to handle the thing in the nineties. And I still think that that was actually, I think that the Astros thing was worse, but that's a whole other thing that, because it was systematic because it was purposeful because it went on for a lot longer and because it deprived more people of fairness. For me, that's much what let's, and it's it, like your LeBron Giannis argument. It's much clearer to me in the other direction because a scandal is determined by how many people were wronged by it. And in my estimation, far more people were wrong by what the Houston Astros did than by what the Black Sox did. And the fact that the Black Sox thing was responded to more negatively doesn't change it for me. For me, scandal is as bad as the number of people who were wronged by it. Simple as that. And so, yeah, I mean, how other people feel or don't feel about it, it's the same way of like whether or not I... Loved a movie and everybody else hated it. It's like, okay, but that doesn't make the movie bad. So, eh. okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see how many movies are made about the Astros. Well, again, but again, that's a different barometer. You're right. It's a different yeah, barometer. I just, yeah, I just, I don't care if other people don't, don't care. I, you know, I think they should, but I can't make them care. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that, and, and again, like that just gives too much. It just gives too much power to like Rob Manfred to have totally screwed this whole thing up. And then we just go, well, okay, I guess if he didn't care, we shouldn't care. And it's like, that sucks. That just makes it 10 times worse. But just remember, it's not, it's not just him. It's, it's, he's representing all of the, the 30 owners. It's again, it's oh, not I'm, just, just I one am guy. well aware. <laughs> I am well aware. You know, it does I'm suck. Baseball owners collectively. You know, it does suck watching the Astros game last night against the Rockies and just when you think you're done with Pedro Baez, he makes his debut with I the was, Astros. <laughs> that was his first game. Somebody, that was his first game with Houston. Oh, it was it was RK. I was like, who who asked me the question again? I was I was at the trivia, and RK goes, "Is that didn't that guy pitch for the Dodgers?" And I turned around and went, "Pedro Baez." <laughs> I said, yeah, he did. He takes he, so long between every pitch i mean he did end up getting a double play to end uh, it because if he didn't it could have gone on forever and then the rockies still might not have even scored and it was like wow that was a 10 minute inning for no he's fr he's one of the most frustrating uh, pitchers and for so rockies fans he definitely has to be towards the top of the list <laughs> he just he's just so slow yeah rafael betancourt all over again uh pretty brutal at least today's game went by pretty quick, and uh, that means that we've got to give a shout-out to some of the starting pitching. And, and this is obviously a weird one, but today's draft king of the game does have to – well, first of all, it had to be the, the starting pitcher in this case. The <laughs> offense didn't really do much. And, though, again, nothing to write home about here. Six innings pitched, three earned runs, a walk, and three strikeouts for Antonio Senzatella. Um you know, he really did not have his best stuff. Obviously, his, his slider was flat coming out early. He was getting zero swings and misses. I think he got one swing and miss the first two times through the order. Uh, it, you know, he just didn't have his best stuff.
but he was able to figure out how to power through it, change up the strategy a little bit, go more to the curveball since his slider wasn't working for him. He refuses to walk people again, just the one on the day. And when you thought maybe early on he wasn't going to be able to get out of there, he ends up with a quality start. And when you can basically just count on your fifth starter to get a quality start just about every time out, that's that's pretty extraordinary. And so, and when he doesn't even have his best stuff going up against a lineup that ranks number one in a whole bunch of categories, uh, you know, they, he wasn't fooling them. And so he just had to find ways to beat them. And going six and only giving up three, giving his team a chance to win the game, theoretically, giving another offense at least theoretically a chance to win the game. You got You got to tip your cap to our draft king of the game, Antonio Sensatella. That was Colorado's fifty third quality start of the season. It's actually should move them ahead of Milwaukee, who they were tied with for third in all um, of MLB. A's are actually first with 60 and Dodgers have 58, but that just goes to show you again, consistency. It's look, we know that a Coors field quality start isn't even six innings and three earned runs, right? It's you take five innings and maybe four earned runs. So the fact that they're, they're doing it using uh, the, uh, the, the, the barometer that MLB typically likes to use for a quality start is even that much more impressive that they're staying in this games. And again, you have an offense there that can just do a little bit here and there. You're going to be doing that much better. They, they actually dropped to 35 and 18 uh, when their starting pitcher has a quality start, which is pretty good. But yeah. I, I would be curious to see what, you know, Oakland and, and LA's record when yeah. they get a quality start. You got to think it's going to be a lot better than that. Cause they're yeah, winning, I mean, it they're sounds like winning really ball games and their starter. Stinks up the joint. They're coming yeah. back to win some of those games. Rockies not right. as much. Yeah, that yeah, that is really interesting because <laughs> yeah, you go how many times is eighteen times the Rockies have had their starter go out there, throw a quality start, and them still end up losing the baseball game. That's bad offense and bullpen, as we all are are, are aware, <laughs> as we all have, have witnessed throughout the uh season so yeah actually samuel it's an interesting question we'll have to go and find how it compares quality starts by uh rockies and other seasons especially once you know uh we actually start to wrap this thing up because they've just been a very consistent group and this is you know just another reminder and and buddy was really like i would say more than frustrated or irritated he was just kind of annoyed in the post game today because I think he just knows that like this offense just isn't good enough. Like they're when they're at their absolute best, they can produce on the road. And because these guys are legit big leaguers, they can produce at home, but they're not consistent enough and they don't have the veteran top end talent enough to do it. So this is just going to keep happening. (laughs) And it's why you know, people get, and he keeps getting asked the question, how can you guys score all these runs at home and then, and then not on the road? And and he can't answer that question honestly and just say, well, because guys like Connor Joe and Taylor Motter and, you know, Sam Hilliard and these guys are dealing with this weird phenomenon for the very first time. And they might, as it is, all be quadruple A guys to begin with. So now you're tasking them with the most difficult dynamic in hitting a baseball 
anywhere, the, the chances of them coming through, it was hard for Nolan and, and, and DJ and, and these guys to, to deal with it. And Charlie talks about it. So when you're a, a rookie who's still just trying to prove you belong on any level, it, it's that much tougher. And they don't have an answer for it. It's why they're talking right now about going out and signing veteran bats in the offseason. And these are the kinds of games that flash through their heads as theoretically winnable. And it's, you know, we can all argue back and forth. But you you look at these last two games against a first-place team, good for quite a while and i would argue they were both winnable baseball games if you had a couple of solid veterans in this lineup to back up the pitching that you're getting so i get where their heads are at you know they're <laughs> sensatella these guys they, they keep giving them the chance to win as they like to put it. as a buddy kept saying after the game today gave us a chance to win but there's nothing they can do this road offense is going to scratch and claw for what they can for the rest of the season, but they're just not good enough. Bottom of the sixth today in uh, Wednesday's game, McMahon got hit by pitch. Taylor Motter, nice professional AB, drew the walk, only one out. Runner on first and second, down a run. Hampson and Hilliard, you know, couldn't get the job done. And so with Tapia on the IL, I mean, this was happening even with Tapia in the lineup. I mean, that's, it is what it is. But, you know, now with Rogers uh, out of the lineup, Gaza not in his, you know, the groove that he was once in. And, right. you know, equally, you know, it, it should be noted because I think depth and health are two of the biggest things that can be the difference for just about any team, at least when they're right. contending, is having depth and then having the good health where, you know what, you can get away with it. Because 2018, I was pretty critical of the fact that they didn't go out and get any veteran to compete maybe for the fifth starter spot or to, to stash down there in Albuquerque that Brent Oberholt. So that's it. And guess what? They didn't end up needing it. They had basically six guys make yeah, all of weird. their starts. And yeah. so I'm not saying they got away with one, but again, you either need health or yeah, you need the yeah. minor league depth. And unfortunately the, the Rockies don't have the minor league depth in the upper reaches of the minor leagues, you know, double a, starting to see some of those guys from high A get promoted and, and move up, but they're still a year, maybe even mm -hmm. more away. And so that's another one of those problems why, as Buddy essentially was alluding to, hey, it's just still going to be the same old thing yeah. going forward. There's really no other options. One caveat to that, and I still think it's a little too early for Ryan Belade, and I want to leave him doing what he's doing, but Colton Welker back up to AAA, uh, hit his first home run at the AAA level last night after serving his – odd suspension that we'll maybe have a chance to talk about in more detail later. But um, so that that's maybe the one thing you can kind of get excited about is maybe a bat, but still trying to ask a rookie to be like your solution to why you can't hit on the road. Right. Not a good call. No. Uh, so that's why they're talking about veteran hitters. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Take your bets on whether or not the Colorado Rockies can get some veteran hitters. I actually don't think you can bet on that right now, but you can bet whether or not they're going to hit some home runs, get some hits, the over-unders on some strikeouts, who's going to win a baseball game. Right now, basically, look, life hack, folks. You want to win some money? Do you like free money? Bet on the Rockies to win at home and lose on the road. You're welcome. <laughs> You've made money. Congratulations. Uh, it's a whole lot of fun, though. It can make watching the sports that much more interesting when you've got a little bit of skin in the game. You can also, at some times, fatten up your wallet just a little bit. Quite a bit of fun. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet 
on any college football game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You can also bet on uh, whether or not it's time for them Colorado XO. I think you can bet on rugby. You've got to be able to bet. I don't know. I think the XOs are wrapped up uh, for this season, but they've got this uh, Rugby Town 7s. Coming to it's August twentieth through twenty second. I'm gonna see if I are the I, I, I got to double check if the Rockies are at home for that. The Rockies are out of town. Oh, you're uh you're muted if you were jumping in there. Oh, yeah, no that that's like World Cup type stuff. Like the rugby yeah. sevens is again you're a lot of top top talent. Even if it's like a friendly, even you know I I think Mile High hosted a a game of Barcelona was going to be there, and and even if all the top stars or manchester united even if they're going to rest their first team their second team is still amazing it, it, you want to be there for an event like that all three days if you can all three yeah. days august 20 through 22nd yeah that's going to be so much fun i've had a lot of fun going out to infinity park you should check them out at infinity park at glendale.com slash events to see when they're doing movie nights they've had like spider-man into the spider-verse out there recently that was a lot of fun and also check in with our guys at the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Colton Strickler doing a fantastic job. Justin Michael hopping on there with regularity. He's fantastic. You know him from obviously covering CSU Rams for us. They do a fantastic job. I've had a lot of fun on that show before. If you want to learn about rugby, can't do it in any better spot. And you'll learn more about Team Italy and rugby because our, can they can they pull maybe the biggest upset in sports history. And I'm only basing that on DNVR or rather the, the DraftKings sports book because in, right. in the 2022 six nations, so it's coming up in February, you've got Scotland is a thousand to one to win that rugby tournament. And yet they are not the biggest upset. Italy is plus 100,000. So folks, Whoa. you may you may what? cover the cost of your tickets for August 20th to 22nd to find out, could Italy do this? They're plus 100,000. How could heard of such a thing? You and I should be like plus 90,000. Right. I'm thinking in this tournament. I mean, again, right. we're going to, we're obviously going to recruit other players, but still, if we're have to be on the pitch they like the and we're running the team of international rugby, what's going on? How here? can you be plus 100,000 Italy right now? So putting, you maybe I'm now you want to pay attention to rugby a bit. <laughs> maybe pay attention to rugby. Oh, my goodness. All right. And Mark, you know, talking about if you're going to go out on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, we didn't do this at the beginning of the road trip, so we've only got three games left, and they're already over. So zero, one, two wins on the road trip. I like that Mark didn't even ask for the possibility of three. So didn't even put on the table – uh, a three or a four game sweep here to zero, one or two. Uh, what are we thinking? Originally, I thought the over under would be one and a half. Like, yeah. and I would have taken the over. I would have said they would have won two. Yeah. Now, again, the mojo's gone. Yeah. One, one win. Yeah. I'm going to go one. Yeah. I think that's right. I think, you know, I think they can win two, and I think it would be. Funny and interesting, and again, we start getting into the spoiler stuff. Uh, 
you know, when you start messing with the first place team in the NL West that like nobody else has been able to, because I, I kept thinking, you know, okay, this has been fun, but when the Giants have to play directly against the Dodgers and the Padres, that's when it's going to start getting tougher forms. Like they've handled themselves perfectly well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's wrecking them just fine. So, okay. But if they falter against the Rockies too, especially if both the Padres and Giants struggle against the Rockies this year, I would very much enjoy that storyline. How, how many did you take? How many wins are you going to go with? You know, one, one or two? One. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the matchups that we got, which is the one that they could win if we're just looking at yeah. matchups. Thursday night, Logan Webb against Herman Marquez. That's a pretty good matchup for That's the Rockies. That's going to be the one. Yeah. Friday is going to be your boy Anthony DiSclafani <laughs> against Austin Gomber. Saturday is going to be Sammy Long. Don't know either. Against Kyle Freeland. And then on Sunday, Alex Wood against John Gray. That one's a maybe. I hate going against Alex Wood. Uh, yeah, actually, they could get two of those games, one and three, even game four, like you said, very winnable stuff. And I, and I counted out Gomber on that. By the way, I was very sad we did not get Fromber versus Gomber, but you know, would have been nice. Both yeah, lefties, I'm, too. Both lefties. Yeah, one day, it's gonna be tough to match it up if they're in different different leagues. There. We're gonna have to get Fromber versus Gomber, but and do we see do we see Connor Joe play first base and bat lead off again? Oh yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think that's gonna be you know until Tapia comes back. I think we'll see that one or two more times actually. So he could break the franchise record. Yeah, because as we know, back in 2018, Ian Desmond batted lead off once mm-hmm. and played first base. I'm mm-hmm. I'm calling it first first or double oh, okay. one first first. Yeah, he he did first, one first. one. He's Lily. He played first, batted first. That was against the Cubs. Mike Kingery once did it against the Cubs as well, and he did it a second time. So he actually did it twice in 1995, I believe, was the year. So mm-hmm. those are the only times it's ever happened. Now Connor Joe's on that list. There's three of them. Amazing. Connor Joe, one more. He ties the record. Two more. He has the record. The record I mean, no, no one knows about or cares about, except <laughs> anyone around on this podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. I care about. It. I find it interesting. They've had a lot I, of things really interesting on their lineup this year. I like yeah. it. I think it's fun. Yeah, um, and pretty rare, to, and just in general, not just for the Rockies. Like so. So yeah, I, I find that stuff fun. Jacob with another super chat for us, uh, asking if we could have one MLB Rick record, like if we could set like the home run record, because like that's the the go to, right? I mean, the home run record is one of the greatest records in all of sports. So it's hard to argue with like, you know, having being able to have set that. Like that'd be a cool thing to have if you could just have one. Strikeouts are fun, but I mean, how many people actually even know who holds? That's one of those things that like, you know, we we know Cy Young with wins because we named the award after him. Most well, strikeouts, Nolan Ryan. Yeah, well, I know you know who has them. <laughs> all and right, I, all right. Good call, yeah. <laughs> You put me in my place in a weird way, but yeah, yeah. you're right. I know yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. I know, I know you. You're just saying you're just putting it out there, like no one. Yeah, most I mean, people probably. Might yeah, not. but again, yeah. I mean, I mean, even even decent. I think people know that Nolan. I think actually more people know that Nolan Ryan has the most no hitters than than the most strikeouts. So I almost feel like he's more famous for having done that because he was throwing no hitters when he was like 40 years old and stuff. 
Um, so yeah. Okay. So you want the, the hitting streak. It looks like Dave, uh, the wild, the instant also looking for, uh, consecutive 57 consecutive games to break okay. Joe Maggio's record in 1941. Uh, my, the MLB record I would like to own. I love Mickey by Teresa Brewer and Mickey Mantle, the 1956 hit recording called I love Mickey. That would be the record I would like to have. Get out of here. This guy's fired. The stolen base one also, I always thought was kind of sick, right? Like, like that, that's a pretty cool one to be able to do. So when, when Ricky like grabs the bag and it's like, this is mine now. I'm the greatest of all time. Like that's one of the greatest moments in, in sports history. With so. Lou Brock right in his face. I just saw something that uh, showed. So if a guy stole 60 bases this year, you'd be like, that guy's a speedster. It's wow, really impressive. He's a somewhat of a rarity. I mean, only Willie yeah. Carr is uh, in Rockies franchise history was able to do that. Well, you would need to steal 60 bases in 22 consecutive seasons in order to match Ricky Henderson at this point. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That is crazy. All right. And last one, because I saw him ask it earlier and, and I wanted to leave it till the end of it. And, and Jacob's been fantastic with the super chats. We love you. We appreciate you. Remember to get in on us uh, again, everybody here on the YouTube's live, but he won. He wants an indie ref story from you, Patrick. He needs uh, an indie wrestling. We haven't talked to any wrestling on the show today. We're at the end. Fun indie wrestling ref story. You're having trouble thinking I, I, of one. Well, no, I, I I got one, but I, I was trying to think if I have one that I, I witnessed and I wasn't a part of, so it doesn't totally. Oh no, uh, we need one that you were a part egocentric. of. Egocentric. No, no, no. It's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you. I'm taking all the blame off of your shoulders for any of this being egocentric. We want to hear a story involving you directly in an indie wrestling match as a referee, not just something you saw. You have to be involved in this story. All right. Well, I, I, the second most notable wrestler that I ever did a match with was named Balls Mahoney, and I watched ECW, but he was almost like a second tier guy, and I think he started getting a big name for himself like after some of the ECW guys already started appearing in WWF television at the time. Right. Taz had already come over, so ECW kind of had been pillaged to a degree. So. I didn't know his stuff very well. And, you know, when he came out, everyone was singing his song, got the big pop, didn't really do much in the match, but he got paid pretty well. And the, my biggest takeaway in the match, he was a very happy-go-lucky guy. I ran into him one other time. He was at a bar just going to town on wings. And I was just like, hey, balls. And hey, you know, like, like almost like he remembered me from this random match he had four years prior. He didn't. He was just that happy-go-lucky of a guy. And we're talking about the spots in a stairwell at some university in, in Monmouth County. If you dig up the references, you figure that out. And he's talking and doing the spots. And then even when he stopped talking, I couldn't stop looking at him because his forehead, from all the times he had been hit with a chair and bled or used a razor and cut yeah. his forehead and bled on a night-in, night-out basis, his forehead looked like a rotten apple. Just the scar tissue, and it just hadn't healed, and it was red and blue and purple, and it really looked 
like I could just put my thumb right through his forehead. And I really wanted to. I really wanted to go, well, hold on. Like maybe lick my thumb, you know, like your your great aunt or your grandma would if you had something on your cheek. I'm going to go, hey, you got something on your forehead and just see if my thumb would go right in through to his scalp. Just right through. That's my Balls Mahoney story. Balls Mahoney. There it is. Jacob, you'll have to wait till next time to hear about number one, I guess. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 Will, we are we're we've seen the Abdullah the Butcher. We're well aware he actually came out. Uh, my my fiance has got some Abdullah the Butcher um, pictures, photos. I watch Deathmatch. I actively watch Deathmatch yeah. wrestling, and I don't I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why. No, I, I do. I do. It was a big. It was a big couple of days for Nick Gage against Matt yeah. Cardona, and then he was on. A, he was on AEW Dynamite against Chris Jericho. They put him over great. Saw that. That was cool, but uh, I have a hard time with it. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. No. no thank you. All right. Well, thanks for that, everybody. We really do appreciate y'all hanging out, helping to make this show a fun one. Considering there wasn't a whole lot going on with the Rockies inside these baseball games last couple of days. That's why you all being a part of this community really is so important. Why we appreciate you following along on the YouTube, clicking the bell icon so you know when we're going live, joining the conversation so that you can impact it and and ask us questions and hang out with us live. You can also subscribe to the DNVR.com for all that written content, discounts, free shirt, access to the Discord channel, all the fantastic stuff that you get. Come on out to Trivia Night. It's so much fun. And make sure you don't forget about planning your fantasy football parties with us down at the DNVR bar. Email gm at the dnvrbar.com for any of your questions or comments about that. Thank you all. Oh, social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You know what it is. We appreciate you all for being absolutely fantastic and amazing baseball fans out there. We promise you that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you. As always, we hope that show put a smile on your face, and you know your smile should be brought to us by Green Mountain Dental. They're the absolute best, man. No matter what dental work you need done, even if it's just a consultation, you got to check them out. They're the absolute best. They treat you like family. They make you feel comfortable. Big DNVR supporters, so they know what we're about. They know what you're about. They know the sports landscape out here. Great talking with them. You can also get hooked up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam today. So no matter what dental work you need done, you can't find a better family dentist operation than what they got going out there. Our friends in Lakewood, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver at the Green Mountain Dental Group.